Yeah, boy! Death by stereo. Hands and all of them just disappeared. Oh, no, not no, bad. Like, <laughs> wake up, Chrissy! Chrissy, wake up! I don't like this, Chrissy, wake up! Hello and welcome to the Conjecturing Horrors podcast. With me is Laura. Hello there. And Greg. What's going on, guys? And I'm your host, Rob. Uh, how you guys doing tonight? This is a long night we're on. Yeah. Real long? <laughs> real long. Real large. Real large. RL. Real long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You guys listening, uh, you don't know what's been going on the past, like, two hours trying to get things to work and not work. And oh, it works. It oh, works. it works. Yeah. Yeah. We got it to work finally. Yeah. <laughs> All it took I know- some pharmaceuticals, but... You know. Oh no! All I know, <laughs> all I know at the end is that Laura ended up in bed with Arl Stein. That's all I know what happened. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I mean, are we even in the gold room tonight, or are we just yeah, in Arl man, Stein's dungeon? Goose bumping in here. Arl Stein got got a room at the Overlook, so oh. he's just upstairs. He's mm-hmm. waiting for me. I have a key. <laughs> he's waiting he's for wait. you. <laughs> Laura, oh, if you okay. if you could if you could title that next scene with with one of his book titles, what what would that be? Oh, Deep shit. trouble. <laughs> was Deep Trouble even an option? Uh, I think about, it was. Uh, be the, the girl uh, who cried monster. Oh, I got it. The blob that ate everyone. <laughs> oh, okay. Dang. All right. Wow. All right. That's sexy. You asked. There right. yeah. we go. Right. <laughs> not uh, not uh, how I got my shrunken head. Oh no, that's definitely not it. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Okay, all right, all right, we, need so, to, all right, all right. we need to actually start this episode, guys. All right, let's keep going. Let's go on. Bring it in. Bring it in. All right, let's go. All right. Uh, so let's see what are we doing here. So we got uh, this week. I was say we're doing pick your poison this week. And this is Laura's pick. Uh, Goosebumps. R.L. Stein. Laura's banging him somewhere apparently. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so. so let's talk about reading these books. Do you guys have any personal stories? Like, how old were you when you? read them and how did they make you feel so rob kick us off tell oh, us I'm about starting. your experience with uh the goosebumps well, i was really hoping one of you would go for somebody that actually remembers <laughs> shit from back in the day i literally had to call my tell mom tell us about your suppressed memories <laughs> yeah i like I literally, I, I literally called my mom and be like hey do you remember me reading these books because i don't because <laughs> i don't remember what i did last week so I, I, I don't like i i told these guys like i i do like having a uh like i do love these books like i see them and i'm like wow i remember really digging them and reading them when i was whatever 12 or 13 years old when they came out and i would go to book fairs and like book fairs were like the big thing when i was younger oh, yeah and, and getting like i we, we would be able to collect points for reading books in our classes and, mm-hmm. they, and yeah. the points would go towards our books and but i literally could not tell you a memory of like me reading one or anything wow. about one it just sucks like my memory is so horrible i don't know if it was like i got abducted by aliens first or like a ghost <laughs> diddled me or something like that but just blocked out my memory i have like no memories unwritten goosebumps book <laughs> they, yeah the backyard diddler that was the book i <laughs> book i experienced yeah but i have like no memory of like reading them i mean i literally i think me and laura got like the same pack we went and bought like a goosebump 30 pack of some of the books mm-hmm. damn and I just looked through them and grabbed like three that visually I'm like, I know I remember these ones. I know I read these and I read those three. Um, so I don't really have like a crazy story of like anything from back in the day. 
but uh but i did read those these three and they were interesting reading them as a 40 year old you know yeah uh, but what about you greg do you have any stories of about reading goosebumps or just do you remember how old you were yeah well like speaking of just reading it i because i read the one that i wanted to read today and it was funny because um my kid looks at the cover and he's like, you know, Aaron's like, well, what is that? It looks scary. I'm like, oh, it's a book. He goes, can we read it? I'm thinking, okay, we, we could read it. He cracks it open. And then he goes, there's no pictures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, it's for big kids because we can think of the pictures in our head. And he's like, I like the one with pictures. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, maybe one day <laughs> when you're in the, the fourth grade. or I mean, because that's when I, I first saw them was – what I what I mem- distinctly remember was that there was a period of time where everybody, like you said, Laura, was getting them, and it was almost like a fad or a, a just a trend. Mm-hmm. So I remember wanting to go against that trend and thinking, oh, I'm not going to do what all these other kids are doing and, and looking at these these books because it just seems so trendy. You know, you want to like mm-hmm. buck that and seem cool. And that only lasted so long. One of the book fairs, I was like, let's just see what this is all about, and I picked up one of the books and it's the one that I that I read uh, today um and it like it really blew my mind that was when I actually started to buy books like and read the series like um, a lot of the choose your own adventure or ending the cover or I mean there's so many like that was around the age where I actually started to read tech like a uh, fiction right mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I would say that the goosebumps series are it's like my intro to horror Yes. If you think about it, right? Yeah. But, you know, speaking of the stories, let's talk about the ones that we reread as, you know, late 30s, early 40-year-olds <laughs> reading Goosebump books that are meant for a bunch of 10-year-olds. So uh, who wants to go first here? Who wants to talk about what they read? I don't know. I mean, I'll go first. I read mine in like a 36-hour period. I read three of them, like back to back to back to back uh so it's kind of crazy and even even like greg like uh greg talked about like you know his son saw one of them i actually read one to my son he's four um he got like halfway through it and he was like this is boring and i was like okay right. <laughs> that's crazy because like it, it really if every single rl stein book the first like i don't know 20 pages is so much like exposition of yeah. like this is who I am and what I look like and what I'm wearing and my house is this and it looks like this and so it's like yes it's very much like that every single book so like at the very beginning of this book he's like boring like nothing's happening it wasn't until later he, he ended up picking a, a later in the series one I didn't know they end up doing choose your own adventure which is super mm-hmm. cool so he ended up picking one with that once I started cho- doing choose your own adventure with him then he was super into it because he would get to like pick to do something yeah, every like 10 pages. Yeah. So but that was really funny. But for nice. me, the ones I read, there, there was one that I specifically remember. Uh, it's called Attack on the Mutant. And that's when I remember reading when I was younger. It deals with comics and comic books and superheroes and supervillains, something I liked at the time already. And then so when I saw this being like, oh, R.L. Stein Goosebump book, like scary and a comic stuff I like, I definitely gravitated towards that. I mean, rereading it now, like it's, it's an okay book, you know, well, right. um, it's for kids. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it is for kids. I mean, like I said, I, I was able to read it in a couple hours. Like it's, it goes yeah. by so fast, you know, now you're older and you know how to pronounce words like me. Um, <laughs> not, not like when I was younger, but, uh, but I, I do love the way that like, I, I really like his, the, like all the twist stuff in it. Like every book has like a twist ending and then you have like 
a, a second twist ending at the very, very end of every book. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I almost, I honestly would just, like, want to get to the end to be like, what's happened at the end? And then what's that secondary yeah. twist? You know, he was almost like M. Night. He was doing, like, M. Night twists back yeah. in the day and shit. Oh, my form. God. Totally. You know? Totally. So it was kind of crazy. But definitely, yeah, Attack of the Mutant, I really liked it. I thought it was super cool. Rereading it again brought me back to when I was younger, probably at my house, being fearful of something like that. Um, but that's definitely what I picked first. Mm, nice. Nice. What about you, Greg? Actually, speaking of M. Night, um, the second one that I that I went through, which was the audiobook, is called The Ghost Next Door. But like M. Night um, may have ripped off this concept. Oh, so, shit. And I'm not. <laughs> this is this is Sixth Sense incarnate um, <laughs> before before the movie Sixth Sense in its own little different way. But um. I don't know why I picked this one as like the, the second one I wanted to read, um, but it was great because it's, it, it, it follows exactly the formula you just said, Rob. There's one twist and then there's a second twist at the end. And um, it was like, I mean, as much as I didn't like the audiobook format, I could still picture myself reading it, going through the story and remembering all the little twists and turns and yeah, it was very much like an M, M. Night twist um, uh, plot, and I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, the other book, though, the one that I, I only did went through two, but the other one is this is the one that uh, you that you uh, got me, Rob, for mm-hmm. our uh, conge- you know conjecturing anniversary. This one's called "You Can't Scare Me," and this is the one that I remember picking up at the book fair, just randomly, and thinking, "Well, let me just read this and see what it's about," and I. I have, again, just such fond memories of this one because this was my first story that kind of made me, that, you know, allowed my imagination to open up and, like, put yourself into not just a, another adventure or another story or journey, because other books do that, but the, the horrorish element just adds something else to it. Um, and, of course, so the, that book is the main character is, you know, a young boy. So, of course, as a boy, you could really relate to it. Um, I feel like a lot of the a lot of the language that he was using in terms of like phrases, I still remember feeling like that didn't really match up. Like I think he misused the the word or the name jerk or the word jerk. Mm-hmm. You know, like when people if you call someone a jerk, you're basically saying they're an asshole, right? Yeah. But he right. used it in like a way that sounded like you made yourself look stupid. Like if mm. you fell, you're like, oh, I feel like I look like such a jerk. Mm-hmm. And so some of the the verbiage was off in terms of like what how kids talked and that felt a little bit kind of like how M Night would try to do that and sound a lot cooler than he was and <laughs> you didn't do any research. <laughs> oh my god! Here's but, Greg secretly hating M Night without admitting it. Yeah, <laughs> on, on, this, on, this on is a, where it came from. On a Goosebumps R.L. Stein episode, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> finds a way to pull him in there. But you know what? I gotta say this this funny thing. Like I remember, so this book. Have you guys read this one? You can't scare mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Okay. So I remember, and this is gonna sound so freaking weird, but I remember reading this and like having a crush on the girl in this book. Yes. And, and she's supposed <gasps> to be crushes. This is the age. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know why, and I don't know if you remember the story, Laura, but she's supposed to be like the bad guy in this book, the nemesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and she's basically the girl that makes fun of that makes fun of them, but makes them look silly because she's really brave. She pets animals and she's really smart and like mm-hmm. pretty and it has all the good qualities and makes them look bad indirectly. And they kept trying to like scare her 
to like get back at her and like the whole book is really just them trying different pranks to scare her right and in the end they finally do but it it's out in the middle where nobody can see it and they get scared too and they don't really get gratification from it but i just remember thinking like and i this is it's just so weird and thinking like oh like this girl like she's so great you know like i know she's the bad guy but like you know as a fourth grader like i'm in love or whatever yeah (laughs) greg was was that book at a campsite no, this is oh, uh well they do they do go on field trips. Oh okay, okay. I was gonna yeah, say I thought, were, I, thought, woods. I thought you were pitching a tent, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> well they were in a tree house, so I was I was oh, pitching a tree house. Pitching a tree house. Oh, wow. Damn. You were you were trying to lay some wood. <laughs> all right. Well I read Camp Nightmare and I remember this being one of my favorite books when I was younger because I used to love going to summer camp. So for me, oh, this nice. is like as scary as it got because I was always so horrified when we would do overnights at summer camp. And I gotta say, you guys, we we review a lot of movies that have twists. And you and Rob, you kind of already brought this up, but this has to be one of the biggest twists of any book I've ever read in my life. Wow. You guys remember this move this book? I've definitely read it, but I oh, I remember the ending. Oh, it's some, it's actually, that's an R rated ending if you think about it. All right. Mm. So I'm going to, spoilers, I'm going to give it away. But in this book, this young boy, he's about 12, he goes to a summer camp and everything is wrong from the beginning. I mean, everything is like there are creatures, kids are missing, their stuff's missing, there's like evidence all over that they've, something's, happen to them they're getting bit by snakes there's weird people come to the end of the book he has been tested this whole time this camp has been put together by a government to make sure he can pass certain tests because his parents are scientists and they're saying we want to go to a planet called earth where people are so unpredictable and so horrible we wanted to make sure that you could handle what came your way? Damn, mind blowing. I did not remember that ending and rereading this book. I mean, every time I'm reading, you know, every chapter I'm reading is like, this is cute, this is fun, I'm having a good time. And then I got to that end and my jaw was on the floor. Wow. I did not see it coming. <laughs> they weren't even from Earth. Oh, straight up Planet God. of the Apes right there. Yeah, it's it crazy. So good. Mm. It was so good. I really enjoyed this rereading that book. That's crazy. Yeah. You didn't remember uh, the original ending. I did ending. not remember that. Wow. Yeah. That's I remember cool. so many details from the book, like certain things that happened. Like I, I remember there was a girl's camp because the main character is a boy. And I remember there was a girl's camp and they had like swam over to warn them about something. I remember all of these details, but I did not remember that. Yeah. Dang. M. Night twist endings, man. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. One of the, one of the other ones I read, I thought it had a really cool ending. It's not something I saw coming. Uh, it was the girl who cried monster, uh, mm-hmm. that book, which is about pretty much a girl that sees some, I don't know, fat guy eating flies <laughs> and turtles and shit. You know, he's like a monster. Um, but the twist ending is like super cool because it's like the ending is like her and her mom and dad and brother are monsters. They're like mm. were- werewolves more or less. And they like eat him. You know, and then Whoa. and then and then and then pretty much they're like, oh, you know, we have to kill him because we can't have any other monsters in the area. 
And I was like, oh shit. So it's like, that was like a cool twist. I didn't remember that reading it originally. I just remember the cover and I remember the stuff about the guy eating turtles and flies and being like, oh, that's so gross. But I didn't remember the twist ending, which I thought was a really good ending. Yeah. It's funny what we remember from when we were little, but maybe the twists don't stick with us, but they're, they're pretty good. Yeah. You know, even reading the Night of the Living Dummy, I forgot the end twist. Like I remember how there were two dummies that just fucked with these twin sisters this whole book and this whole time you have one dummy that seems to be evil and on the very last paragraph of the last page you find out that the nice dummy was actually manipulating everyone and they mm. got rid of the evil dummy quote unquote the nice dummy was the evil one the whole time yeah. i mean just like Damn. such good twists and especially mm. for us being like 10 to 12 years old so good so good yeah with the uh with the ghost next door yeah i think the stuff that i don't know about you guys but for me the stuff that i remembered it really yeah it wasn't too much of the plot lines it was more like the visuals that you imagined in, in your head mm -hmm. like just just looking at the cover of Monster Blood, I don't remember anything about the the books except for just certain visuals I have in classrooms and mm -hmm. down hallways and the schoolyard and, and such. Um, it's really interesting. But the, the the one that I read, The Ghost Next Door, this is straight up like a movie. Um, it's it's so good and it should it should have been like its own movie. Mm -hmm. um, you kind of predict the twist. I, I don't remember remembering the twist when I was younger because it's called The Ghost Next Door and the girl pretty much, uh, you know, she's home all alone um, during the summer. All of her friends are at summer camp. Everyone's doing fun things and her and her family are just at home. They didn't have money to go out and go on vacation or do anything. So every day she's at home playing with her little brothers or going outside and she notices, or you know, a kid on its bike bumps into her and they sort of become friends in a sense because he goes, oh, well, I live next door and he's kind of a really awkward kid. And um, she goes, well, no, that house was was sold and no one's been living in it for years. So she starts to think, oh, he's a ghost. And because he'll do certain things, like he'll walk around with like two other kids and they really won't like pay attention to him or what have you. And he'll fall. He fell off the roof trying to get the ball that he threw up there. I remember that. Oh and God. he just didn't get hurt. So yeah. the whole time you're thinking like this kid may or may not, not be a ghost. Yeah. And then what you um <clears throat> what you find out which is kind of a twist i i expected listening to it this time around was that um she's the ghost and um, and her family it's it's so crazy because her family doesn't realize that they're ghosts and she is and the only reason why he hasn't said anything to her is because he didn't want her to realize that she was a ghost herself because it might freak her out and he liked having the company and he was the real person that, and he was the only one that could see her but the the end twist was just so mind-blowing because the whole in the whole movie he and his friends are messing with this old guy and you know, he's the postmaster and he's giving them problems and heckling them and telling them to get off the, the property so they go back and forth but in this last scene they break it in into his house and try to just cause mischief and a fire starts and she goes in to save him at this point still knowing that she's a ghost right she but the fact that she can touch him and, and talk to him she goes in to save him and 
what happens is you find out she's a ghost because in the beginning of the book, it actually opens up on a dream where she goes out, she wakes up from a dream where her room was on fire. So her whole house died in her whole house, her whole family died in a house fire and her spirit is still lingering, but she came back to save him from a house fire. And then the moment that she does, her spirit starts to float off into space and the, the earth becomes smaller and her parents are calling her like come home come home Dang. and it ends with her basically like just going to heaven or something it's it's just mind-blowing oh my god it's insane Rick. i'm like this is so deep for you know yeah a nine-year-old read this is better than m night come on that's yeah <laughs> that's crazy like i said i just talked about my book about the girl who cried monster it's like a fat guy eating 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 turtles and shit and Greg's is like <laughs> Greg's is like some astral talking about like belief and and where you go and shit like that and wow that's oh that's God. deep dude wow yeah. Arlstein Arlstein went deep in that one yeah oh don't do it don't do don't it, do oh, it. Okay. All, right. all right so well we watched the haunted mask that was a, a goosebumps book turned into a series it's the first one uh, and it was on Netflix, so we watched it. And I want to know what you guys thought about watching that and any feelings that that brought back or any memories and what you thought of the story in general. <laughs> well, it was, Trump, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, it's just like, uh, I mean, come on. It, like we, we review movies uh, for this podcast. So anytime we watch something, I have my review eye going. And it's just like, yeah, this is like in the 90s, late 90s, I believe. I mean, it's kids. I mean, it's just like horrible acting, horrible yeah. dialogue. Like everything was pretty horrible to watch like that. You have to try to like watch it, I guess, with that perspective. Uh, even then, <laughs> it was kind of hard to watch for me. Um, I mean, I think more or less I was, we were just making dick jokes through the whole thing, which probably was inappropriate, but um, I, I enjoyed that. I was laughing about the butt pirates and, and this and that and stuff like that. Um, but uh, what about you? <laughs> What about you, Greg? Well, I mean, the girl wearing that witch nose didn't make dick jokes <laughs> hard to say, right? Um, wow. But I, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's like a TV show, right? I really enjoyed it, though, honestly, because it made me it made me remember the time when I, you would watch it on TV, and like I said, I had taped all of them, and I remember it being interesting because the I, I'm pretty sure at least the shows came out after the books. Yes. So you're yeah, aware oh, yeah. of the story. So they're kind of putting a theatrical spin to the story that you already know and love. What is the show better than the books? No, of course not. But it's no. interesting. And it, you know, now you can hear music and you can um, see scary visuals. And actually, we, we were joking, you know, Laura mentioned that the shows are evidently rated G, but those are clearly not G shows. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just the vibe and the um just kind of like the motif of it is very PG. This is G you can show to like a three year old, right? I can't show the, mm -hmm. the goosebumps to my kids, oh, but hell no. Kids mm -hmm. kid. I don't, apparently I've got multiple kids. Um <laughs> but uh, you almost do. Yeah. Oh, but it's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thinking ahead now, it'll be the first thing she watches or he watches. Uh, oh, are we guessing gender? I like it. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, no, I, I honestly really enjoyed it just because it made me remember back to the days you would get off of school or I think sometimes in the summer you would go, you know, I went home, I'd turn on the air conditioner, would turn, heat up some popcorn. And it was like we would go home and we were by ourselves for a while, no parental supervision. So this was the moment you were like in the zone 
and you could hop off into your own little adventure on TV for a little bit. So, and of course that intro is just, uh, is just banging. I love that. Oh, uh, that's true. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give it, I'll give it, I'll give it that much. The intro is dope. The intro really takes you back. Uh, in, in that moment, uh, the rest of the stuff is, is pretty horrible to me. What about you? Oh, what man. You think? Okay. I mean, I understand where we, review movies were pretty tough especially me i'm very tough but come on i watched this when i was like 12 years old okay and i just remember like for me any movie that was made from a book i loved it didn't matter it didn't matter how bad it was it was still the story which is what i was looking for and although carly beth uh, you know she's the main character from haunted mask that's the movie we watched is not a super likable character you know she's very whiny especially in the movie mm-hmm. uh and everyone's just being super mean to her it's very sad but there are so many horrifying aspects of this show <laughs> i mean the moistness this, oh, okay yeah i mean <laughs> the effects on the mask when it actually does become her is pretty top-notch for the 90s yeah. i mean it is like sucked in on her skin, you know, bone structure. It's very moist, as Greg says. I hate that word, but Greg loved to use it. So I'm going to use it. You know, everyone who touches it is like, it feels so real. And then her eyes, they stop becoming her eyes. They're sunken into the mask and they change color. That's horrifying. She has that line, where are my eyyes? Yeah, and it's horrifying, right? Especially as a child, that's, that's really scary. But the scene that really got me that I remembered and just all came crashing back as we rewatched it was all of the masks floating out of the shop. Like, love us, Carly Beth. Stay (laughs) with us. Oh, my God. Rob, how are you not frightened? I mean, I think we were making jokes that they were saying something else, but So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I like a lot of heads in my face. I don't know. I, maybe oh, it doesn't shit. bother me that much, you know? Um, yeah, when I was little, the scene that got me was when she can't take off the mask. Like I, When I was oh. that young, I had intense claustrophobia. I hated being in tight I, spaces. I have that being, now. What? Yeah, and if you have that, I mean, even if you have that now, just that feeling of being trapped in a mask and you can't get out. Oof. Yeah, mm. nope. Yeah. Nope. Captured it very well. That <laughs> guys, panic in I, her face. I've gotten stuck in sweaters before <laughs> where I can't get them off. And I literally will be like, Brooks, cut it off. I'm so scared. Like, <laughs> cut it off. It's horrifying. <laughs> That's awesome. He goes up to you, there's no seam. <laughs> yeah. You know, just to wrap up everything we've said, and Greg, you kind of said this in the beginning, I just personally feel like our generation, like the 35 to early 40s, we all love, love horror to a degree. And I think it's because of these books. We all read these books. And I really feel like that had something to do with it. It was like our gateway. And now we all love it. And I just don't feel like the generation after us or the generation before us I don't feel like they love horror the way we do. Hmm. And to me, that is all a thank you to R.L. Stein. Seriously. That's mm. right. Yeah. Thank you, R.L. Yeah. Uh, really. So let's see here. So if you like our pod, check out our merch store. Check out the merch store at tpublic.com slash user slash conjecturing pod. 
Uh, please uh, remember to subscribe, rate, review our podcast, whatever you're listening to it on, and check out the Slash and Cast podcast network, slashandcast.network. So that's it from the Gold Room tonight. It's been The Conjecturing. I've been Rob. And Laura. And Greg. Yeah, until next time, remember Horace Objective, so conjecture away. See ya. Bye-bye.